Good morning. Um, so we're here with Reverend Bernadette uh, Towers. Welcome to Aspects of Prayer. We will be doing a s- series of podcasts uh, dealing with this issue, trying to give people um, a better idea of all the different in, uh, intimate ways in which to reach the Lord uh, in prayer, but also the other li- lesser known aspects of prayer, which are just as powerful and necessary in the kingdom. So we have here today, uh, Reverend Bernadette Towers of uh, Promised Land Church of God. She's been ministering for over 20 years. Uh, we'd like to welcome her today. She's going to be uh, begin today her part one of intercession and watchmen. And uh, she's going to break it down in part two as uh, in, in, uh, she's going to break it down in uh, part two uh, of aspects of prayer. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. And we just want to welcome her and we're just excited for this podcast. We know that you will uh, be able to glean a tremendous amount of information. She's very knowledgeable in the word. She's very knowledgeable in many of the aspects of prayer. She is also a teacher and a mentor. So you will definitely walk away with a lot of tools and knowledge from this podcast series. So I'd like to welcome Bernadette Towers. Thank you, Grace. I appreciate um, being here today and I'm excited to discuss intercession and watchmen. So basically we're gonna just discuss the ministries because that's what they are. They're ministries. Intercessor and watchman have overlapping characteristics. Both are especially important to the kingdom of God and important to the people in the world. Prayer is essential. It is imperative and we're all asked to pray. But there's a difference when you're called to pray, when you're an intercessor or a watchman. When I say that there are um, overlapping characteristics, we're going to touch on that but there are also unique differences. So today we're just gonna go through the type of prayer and hopefully by the end of this, you'll have a better understanding. And my prayer is that you'll be able to discern if you're in the ministry of intercession or watchman. And it is a time for the intercessor and the watchman to rise up. If you look at what is happening in the world and you hear the voice of God, and you hear his cries for us to intercede, you can't help but to rise up and start praying. And when you start, you always ask God for his anointing and for the Holy Spirit to bring you into that prayer time. You, as an intercessor or a watchman, you are standing in a very intimate one-on-one position before the Lord. I always say when people ask, about me personally, what do you feel about what an intercessor is? An intercessor to me, when I visualize this, is a bridge. It is that bridge that brings us over to the Lord. And it's a bridge that brings us back. It is a time where we take these petitions, these supplications, and we intercede. Intercession could be done um, for one person, for a group of people. Intercessors are mediators. They stand in between. Many people don't even know that someone is praying for them because God will call 
he'll wake you up and he'll say, pray for this child of mine. God will tell you things that no one else knows. You may know that somebody has cancer before they even know they have cancer. You may know that somebody is struggling financially and no one else knows but God. So your job as an intercessor is to pray, pray without ceasing and to keep what God tells you between you and God. It is not a time to talk about other people's business. It is a time to fight in the spiritual realm under the anointing and the guidance of the Holy Spirit because it is serious business. We can see examples in the Bible and I want to mention this. Examples of acts of interceding. We can see it in Abraham as he intercedes for Sodom. Daniel for his nation. Moses for Israel. Samuel for Israel. Nehemiah, which is a great book. If you haven't read it, I encourage you to read the entire book because that's the book that God used me, used for me to learn about prayer and supplication. Nehemiah covered the conditions of Jerusalem. Nehemiah heard and did what God asked him to do. And then, of course, we cannot mention intercessor without speaking of Jesus Christ. When he taught his disciples how to pray, but what about when he prayed for his disciples and us, the believers, before we were even born? He had already prayed for us. He didn't pray for us to be taken out of this world. He prayed for us, Father, uh, Father God. He said, don't take them out of this world, but deliver them from the evil one because there is evil in this world. Your prayer is essential and it's essential to all Christians. It's essential to the body of Christ. It's essential personally and corporately. And that's what we're talking about. There are different aspects of, uh, in, of intercession. There's that warfare intercessor. That's the one that will have a high level of spiritual warfare. These are the people who mostly you find praying between 12 midnight to 3 a.m., 4 a.m. They're binding and loosing. They're pleading and applying the blood. And I have heard so many people saying, what are you talking about applying the blood? When you get into the Bible, you're going to know exactly what we're talking about. Think about the Exodus. Think about applying the blood on the outside and how you had to be inside to be protected. Because the blood, see the enemy, he cannot pass the bloodline. So when you apply the blood, that is God's sign saying, I am covering this house. I am covering this person. No harm can come nigh unto this person. In Jesus' name, when you call out, because it's not in yourself, it's in the blood and the power of the name and the blood of Jesus Christ, Yeshua Messiah. That is where you have power. Nothing you do in prayer and any facet of prayer is that something you do on your own. You have got to be called and anointed to be an intercessor or a watchman. It's not something you just do. It is a calling. It is a burden. And that's what I want to discuss about the intercessor. That spiritual warfare, that's a burden. They're going to fight for the Christians. They're going to fight in that spiritual realm. And God is going to dictate and help them to know how and what to pray for. Then you have crisis intercessors. And a lot of people don't understand this. 
So I wanted just to bring this up real quickly. We can't go through everything, but these are the ones that we need to touch on. A crisis intercessor is someone who will hear an Amber Alert and intercede immediately for that child. Um, 9-11, you had people that heard about this, they interceded immediately. They immediately, in their spirit, start weeping and crying out on the behalf of the people. A crisis intercessor is someone who is concerned with the loss of life. I think of Esther in the Bible, when the Jews were going to be slaughtered, so to speak. I'm paraphrasing. Read the book if you don't know it. Look at how God used Esther. What did she do? She called prayer and fasting. And it was corporately, which we'll touch base on in another segment. But they came together in unity, praying for the same thing. They were praying against the loss of their nation. And God used her. And he saved so many people. That's what a crisis intercessor does. They feel that burden and their goal and their petition to God is to save as many people as possible. Deliver them, Father. Take them out of harm. Crisis intercessors are needed every day in this world if you look around what's going on. The other thing that I'd like to talk briefly about is compassion and mercy intercessors. They're strongly burdened with the hurts of others. They can feel the pain of someone else. A lot of times at church, you may see people going and praying. And if you look closely, you may see that person crying because they feel that pain. And they take that pain in as if it's their own. And they pray for that individual. And God hears those prayers because they're prayers from the heart. God hears us. It's imperative that we take the call and we do what we're supposed to do. Intercession, interceding is imperative. There's another one I also want to touch base on. It's called midlife intercessor. I've heard many people call it birthing, and I will agree with that. I have been blessed with that burden on several occasions. occasions. And what I have found, it's a calling from God. There are people that I know have started a ministry and it's at the very beginning. And I would get up as God called me to get up and I would intercede. I would intercede to see that birth come through in fulfillment. It's like a woman carrying a baby and they have to push through. But sometimes they're not. That person that's in the ministry is not able and strong enough to push themselves through because they're going through everything, getting the ministry started financial burdens, spiritual attacks. So God will use us to help birth and bring them through so that ministry will not only start, but it will flourish. Birthing ministries are imperative as well. Every ministry is imperative. You will find that a birthing midwife ministry, those are the ones that will often carry. They will travel because they are literally pushing through a person's dream and vision helping to develop the ministry. I also like to talk about personal intercessors, often called to intercede for their pastor, their leadership, their church. A personal intercessor is given a particular assignment. 
they are called to cover. And when I say a personal assignment, a particular assignment, I do mean personal because you take it on as if it's you. In every aspect of prayer, when we intercede for someone, the first thing we need to do is to confess for ourselves, for our family, and for those that we're interceding for. Because they may not even realize that they've done something that has, has caused sin or offended God or a child of God. So this is a good time to put that in there. So when you're a personal intercessor, it brings me to Nehemiah and many more, but I want to talk about Nehemiah. Nehemiah, when he heard the conditions of his homeland, the gates were burned, and he heard what his brethren that were left behind or escaped, so to speak, were going through. He immediately wept, and he confessed the sins of his nation and of his household and of himself. Why? Because we got to take that burden on because we're the one that's going we're that person standing in the gap. We can confess, so there's no hindrance in prayer because God needs to hear our prayers. He needs to hear our cries. That is so important. So when I say that if you're called to personal intercession, please take that as serious as any other because you're interceding for the success of maybe the house of God, of your pastor, your pastors, your leadership, let me tell you, if you're not praying for your pastor, whether you're an intercessor or a watchman, you need to pray for your pastor and the people in your church, especially if you are definitely being an, preaching the undefiled word of God. You're not watering it down. Let me tell you, they're under attack. And it is our prayers that help sustain them, give them the strength, cover your pastors. And if you are a personal intercessor, take it seriously because someone's life depends on it, no matter what intercession you're doing. I'm gonna explain that in a moment. The other one that I do feel is necessary to touch base on as far as intercession is administrative intercessors. These are people who assemble prayer. It could be a prayer chain. It could be via the website. It could be via um, the cell phone. It could be a hardline phone where you call in and everybody takes terms, um, text messaging, so. where you send out the names and everybody comes in agreement. It could be on Zoom where you're all there, you're seeing one another, and you're praying in unity. There is power in the prayer of, a uni of a unity, power when you come together which we're gonna to touch on that in corporate prayer in one of the other sessions. So administrative, again, this is someone who brings people together and to pray, but they pray in unity on one accord. They're praying for healing, for churches, for the state, for crisis. They pray for everything that God puts in their heart. I can tell you of all the manifestation I have seen from praying together in unity, how many people have been healed and delivered, healed from cancer, healed from heart disease, diabetes, people who were on life support who are now up and around and walking, people that they said would die in a year are still here. Prayer is essential and God wants us to pray. When you are that intercessor, Again, it is intimate one-on-one -on -one position before the Lord. As to with watchmen, 
But before I say that, I want to say two things. The intercessor, through following the Holy Spirit, listens attentively to God's voice, to God's plans, and he prays according to God's will for each person. He listens, he prays, and he often will sit back and make sure he heard God. And then he says yes and amen because he knows his petitions have been heard. He or she knows that they're following the will of God. And when we pray according to the will of God, we already know it's a yes and an amen. It is imperative that when you pray, you believe in faith what you're praying for. The watchman is slightly different. The watchman equally has a position established before God one-on-one, -on -one. but a watchman in a spiritual aspect will face outward. When you think of Nehemiah, I'm going to bring him up again, when he had his people on the wall, because they had to build, okay, but they had to watch, but they did not stop what they were doing. Nehemiah was not fooled. Nehemiah knew the voice of God and nothing, nothing stopped him from the task that God gave him. When you're a watchman, that is a God-given task. You are to watch, to pray, and sometimes you are to send an alarm. In the spiritual, a watchman can see things. And the reason why I had said that I would explain something about personal interception, intercessor is it's going to bring you to this segment of watchmen. In 2015, I was blessed to go on a missions trip. I'm going to be honest, it was out of the United States and I had no desire to go. And I tried to throw hindrances in God's way and I prayed the most obscene, ridiculous prayers. Yet, God answered my prayers in a 24-hour period and I knew without a doubt that God wanted me to do this. As an intercessor, I understood that I was going specifically to pray for this ministry. So I fasted and I prayed for 40 days. And God had given me a warning as an intercessor. I was not to say anything. I was to pray for this. So we're now I'm overseas with this uh, wonderful female pastor um, and two other individuals, all were wonderful people. I was very blessed to be with them. And I'm praying for 10 days. That's what I knew I was going to do. I'm sleeping two hours a day, unbeknownst to the, to the pastor, the head, the leader. And so I'm sitting there and I'm watching her as she's preaching. And God had prevailed, had revealed to me in my prayer about witchcraft. I'm sitting there and my hearers jump. And I feel the spirit of witchcraft. And I start praying for her and I'm watching as the enemy is trying his best to confuse her. But of course, God prevailed. And I sat there and I prayed. And I had to do it again. And later that night, we had a gentleman who was preaching. After he preached, the Lord had said to me, actually, it was before he preached, it was after um, she had preached. He said, whatever she asked of you, you're to say yes. After this gentleman preached, and he did preach, we were stopping because the stars were beautiful. And she came to me and she said, I need you to preach. So this is where Watchman came in. I had to tell her that God had exposed the spirit of witchcraft. 
And that's why I want to tell you the difference is a watchman may often be called to speak out, to sound the alarm. Watchmen have specific concerns. Their concerns is towards God's purpose and his covenant. When you read the Bible, you're going to see watchmen throughout the Bible. You're going to see the difference in the, in the roles. There is a, um, a book that I, I like, and um, it's by Marsha Lucas, and she has said that all watchmen are intercessors, but not all intercessors are watchmen. Intercessors will keep what God has told them to themselves. A watchman may just have to not only watch, but proclaim and speak and warn. Sometimes it's, it's encouragement, but sometimes it's a warning. And that's what happened. I had to warn this person that we were in the midst of witchcraft. Because that was my task for that hour. And this person, this the leader, was able to adjust the way she prayed. And God started to reveal to her. So you are imperative to the kingdom of God and to the work of the kingdom. You are imperative to fight the kingdom of darkness. Watchmen also have a role in the present years now. We are here to watch, to pray, to sound the alarm. And when we know that we have heard from God, the difference is we will proclaim what we have heard. If you have been called to be a watchman, don't sit. If God says speak, you speak. If God says watch, you watch. You watch and you pray. Because a watchman will know things about people that no one else knows but God. Same with an intercessor, a prophetic intercessor. You may get a call because somebody needs prayer. You're going to go pray. You're going to call back and you're going to tell them everything that God told you. And that person will know without a doubt that this was of God. We have people who are interceding right now. They need to be encouraged because this time in the world, people of God are under attack like never before, a spiritual attack. You have people afraid to speak of the blood of Jesus. There's no deliverance and there's no power in prayer. If we don't recognize that we're praying in the power, the name of, and the blood of Jesus, because he shed his life for us. He shed his life. He intercedes, the Holy Spirit intercedes. Some of us are called to intercede. Some of us are called to be watchmen. This is the hour, this is the time. So I'm challenging you, watchmen and intercessors. I'm asking you to get up, to pray, to intercede. Watch and pray. Matthew 26, watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Die to the flesh. Set yourself a time. If you feel that you are an intercessor and suddenly something I said, you felt that you've done, you've given somebody a warning, well then perhaps you need to ask God for confirmation. Because you may just be a watchman. So in closing, I want to say this. 
Watchmen are spoken of throughout the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation. They have a key role in the church and in the kingdom. The Bible has been very clear in the Old and New Testament that my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. Whether you're a watchman, whether you're an intercessor, it is time for you to stand. It is time for you to intercede. It is time for you to fight against the, the wickedness in this world. And we invite you, Grace and myself, to listen to all of the aspects of prayer. I guarantee you that you will be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. And may our good Lord watch over you, protect you, and guide you. So please, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to Grace. Send her a message through Blessed Keys Ministry, and she will make sure that your questions are answered. Thank you so much. Grace, thank you for inviting me. Oh, I, I, I cannot tell you, Reverend Bernadette Towers, what a blessing this episode has been. Uh, full of anointing. Just I'm just absolutely uh, bowled over by God's anointing in your life. I, I have an excitement about this this podcast series that we're about to bring. Praise God. Um, I know that you have a lot more to add to this, but we're going to do these in, in different sections. Um, the next one that we're going to do is going to be your part two, correct? Yes. And that's where you're going to start to break down some of these um, aspects of intercession um, and watchmen, because there's some things that you really have to get deep into. And that's what the goal is. Exactly. And then we're going to, you know, we're going to take it even further, right? Uh, yes. Reverend pa yes. uh, Towers? We're going to discuss um, personal intercession and corporate prayer, corporate intercession. Because uh, in the Bible, Esther, there are times you have to come together in unity, praying on one accord. That is the major difference between personal and corporate. It does no good if we all come together and we're praying about different things. I mean, it does good, but it's personal. When you come together corporately, you're praying for some serious things like maybe saving the life of a nation, preventing murder, whatever God puts in our heart. Corporate prayer is equally imperative to the church and the body of Christ. Absolutely. And I'm excited. I, I, I have, you know, what you've brought today has taught me, believe it or not, because, you know, at the end of the day, when you're in ministry, it's all about learning. You never stay at one level, mm -mm, you know, learning. it just when you're getting comfortable, what does he say? <laughs> you know, pick up your, 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 like he did with Abram, right? Yep. He said, get up, go. go. And I'm not even going to tell you where you're going. No, he doesn't. Right. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> and intercessory <laughs> prayer is really about that. You have to completely trust God's voice. Amen. Because it is not you. Amen. You have nothing to do with nothing. it. You're a vessel. Am nothing. I correct? Absolutely. When a I say conduit. that, you're the conduit. conduit. And if you ain't prayed up, and if you don't, you know, and if you don't stay close to God's uh, voice, mm -hmm. you can't do that kind of job. You, you know what I mean? You need to discern the voice of God. Because there's many voices in this world. Santo. And many people are being deceived. God will always line up with his word. That's right. And his character, you can learn by reading the Bible. That's right. 
God is no joke. And I tell people, I've been saying this, my model this year started with faith over fear. And now my model is God is limitless. And I believe it. I have seen the hand of God. I have seen the manifestation of the prayers. No one in this world could convince me any other way. God is real. He is limitless. And he hears the prayers of his children. You need to know his voice. You need to pray for yourself. Have that intimate time with God, which I believe we're going to be doing something on. Yes. Listen to that. Learn, glean, and grow. Because God is limitless and he loves you. And remember, Christ gave his life before you were even born. And God had you on his mind. Amen. Amen. Thank you again. We will be bringing uh, the next episode. Uh, I, I think we're going to do it also in a, in a, um, in a, not just in an audio, but we're going to do it in a video next time. And I'm so excited about that transition and being able to uh, glean more information about this series. Again, it's called Aspects of Prayer. And we would love for you to tune in. We'll be on Anchor. We're going to be on TuneIn. We're going to be on Spotify. Just check out our website, blessedkeys.com. And you will be able to just press the button and it will take you to whatever platform that you have. It could be iTunes, iHeart, all of those platforms we're going to be on in the future. Amen. So we're looking forward to you guys tuning in and uh, just being able to fellowship together and be able to learn more about all of the aspects of prayer.